Right, George. Uh, time to spin the wheel. Yes. Uh, oh, there it is. Um, less said about the way it looks, the better. I yeah, think. I think I think it is honest. looking a bit A and E. And yeah, I'll just spin it. I mean, we've not got our, we've got like three episodes to go, so yeah, it'll be all right. Here we go. Oh, oh, there it goes, round and round. Loads of options, oh. isn't there? <laughs> yes, funny like Absolutely enough. tons. Dips. Deodorant. Fruit pastels. <laughs> Quink. We've had that one, I think. <laughs> I've made that gag before. I mean, that's been round before. I don't remember Quink. Quink, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let's not Let's not dwell on Quink. No, it is. No, all right. Here we go. It's coming up oh. to Brandreth. I get my hopes up. Yeah. And it's gone past it. Camping. Oh, God. Oh, George, that is a shit one. Yep. I mean, what are we... do, you, do you even like... Have you been camping? Do you like no, camping? Don't, don't ask me that now. We need to save anything we can for the actual pod. Okay, okay, okay. Well, should we just get on with it then? We better add, I suppose. <laughs> Welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, as always, I'd like to start yes. the podcast by uh, asking you a question. It's Paul's yes. Question Time! Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time! George. Yes? Paul's Question Time. What? Um... Jesus Christ. I don't know. Do you like tents? No, not really. No. No. I don't like tents. Do you know what's remarkable? Do you know what is absolutely remarkable? Friend of the podcast, Sean, sent me a message this week saying, Oh, yes. One of my favourite features is Paul's question time. Oh. I mean, Sean. Yeah, I bet you're pleased to hear that. But I mean, really? This? Do you like where uh, uh, tents? Do you like tents? No. Great, great. Paul's well, what else time. am I supposed to come up with for camping? What stupid fucking topic that is. Well, the wheel chose it, didn't it? It's like Boethius's wheel. Listen, listen, George. The listen. Wheel of Fortune on Scottish TV or whatever. <laughs> listen, I think that just this week we should just quietly disregard the wheel and maybe just do a classic episode of Crass with all our favourite features in there. How's about that? Yeah, all right then. <laughs> Welcome to Crass. I'm Paul Austin. And I'm George Walsh. As always, George, I'd like to start the podcast by asking you a question. It's Paul's question time! Paul's question time! Paul's question time! George. Yes. 
Paul's question time. What's the most rubbish award you've ever won? <laughs> the most rubbish award? I only yeah. have won any awards to therefore have oh. a rubbish one. <laughs> prize, then? That's very sad, isn't it? Prize. We'll go with prize. Prize. What's the worst prize I've ever received? <laughs> um, Dead air jingle. <laughs> there is some dead air, some dead air, some dead air. Stick that really, one in. I haven't really won any prizes, Paul. Oh, God. I've, the problem is here, I've actually discussed my most pathetic award on the show. Yeah. It was the award that I got for being the most crap player of chess. Mm. The most, so that is the that, worst chess player award. The worst chess player. It was a part. It was. It was technically a participation award. Yeah. And I had to get up in front of the whole school to collect it. But it was because I was the worst. <laughs> <You> geek. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst. I I took I took solace in the fact that at least I wasn't really good at chess, and that's what I had to get up for. Because that is worse. At least I could get up and go. Yeah, I won an award because I was really crap. Because I'm not a nerd. That's well, why I won an award. You say that, but you were still going to chess club. Yeah, I know. So well, I right. think yeah, if, I you do were, know that. if you were going to chess club and consistently being the worst player, I think that <laughs> makes you quite a geek. I think yeah, if, if, at least know, if you're but... good at chess, then you've got that on your side. But just being bad at it and still going, it's quite sad. You're right, it is sad. Um, what have you ever won then? Prize. I don't really, don't really yeah, win. Yeah, shit all. No. Lots, never of, won lots of people don't win stuff, and it's fine, you know. Bad GCSE result? Bad Just... GCSE. I got a D in, in further PE that I was forced yeah. to do because I was half decent at science. We talked about this, actually. We have, yeah. yeah. It's all, all old ground, this question time. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Well, that, well. <laughs> Who cares? No one's listening. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. We've let <laughs> you down, done. haven't we? You loved this feature, and now we've spoiled it. Ruined it. Next bit. Another listener gone. <laughs> I think uh, this next next feature has my favourite jingle yeah. out of all of them. Do you think so? I do. Yeah. What, what makes you What makes you say that? Just Just everything about it is really fun. I like the little reference to one foot in the grave. <laughs> I like the sound effect. Listeners, if you haven't worked out already, it's time for Crass Correspondence! Switch the machine up! Stop the presses! I don't believe it! Stop the bloody presses! It's Crass Correspondence! Well, let's open the mail sack. Email sack. (laughs) Are you going to put got... some sound effects there, like we've got a heavy sack or something? I wouldn't have thought so, mate. No, I didn't know. Um, James no, Millard anyway. has emailed to say... Nice to hear from you, James. Subject line. Hi, Paul. Your personal invite to a new and exciting audio social network. The body right. of the text. Hi, Paul. 
I know you've got nice. a podcast, Crass, which is why I'm reaching out. We've built a free app that lets you create live podcasts and talk shows so that you can voice chat with fans, friends, and other podcasters. Ooh. You can then reuse your best live moments in your traditional podcast. It will be a great way to discover new and interesting people to talk to and is our attempt well. of creating something of an audio social network during these difficult God. times. Anyway, we're looking for beta testers to help provide feedback and wanted to personally invite you to join. You can find more information on our website, Ramble FM. Feel free to join the waiting list or drop me an email. Stay safe and best wishes, James Millard. Hi, Paul. Well, <laughs> what, do I not fucking exist, James? Listen, Is that what you're saying? Look, George, he's obviously just... He's noticed yeah. that, you know, he's figured out, you know, out of us, who wears the trousers. Mm. And yeah. he's obviously... Well, or alternatively, he's he's decided which of us is the most gullible, <laughs> most likely to get into some sort of stupid enterprise. Well, I think if that's the case, then then I, I take some comfort. But I can't take comfort because I, I I don't think that is the case. I think Millard, no. most like all these other naysayers out there, they're slagging off me whilst putting you on some sort of pedestal. You know, because you know it's as if it's as if Tube Tales doesn't exist this email. <laughs> it's as if eBay Adventures is a, is a vapour that's long since evaporated into <laughs> nothing. What am I? Am I a ghost? Am I not a part of this? And Millard doesn't realise how much of the heavy lifting I actually do with this podcast. I, I have to make him sound competent, Millard. You've got to realise <laughs> that one. Job. If you put him on live, that'll be great. That would be... I'd pay well, to see this that. Is the thing... This is the thing that I was thinking is, I do like the idea, Millard. I think it's a fun idea. What I don't like is the idea that we'd have to talk to our listeners. I'm going to use yeah. the word uh, cretins. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the idea of us having a sort of live interaction with them is, yeah. is, Anathema, is abhorrent to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a nice idea, Millard. Is it Millard or Millard? It's Millard, but I'm going to keep Millard. going in Mallard from now on. So, sorry, sorry, Millard. Um, I like the idea. It's not what we're looking for. Mm. Um, keep at it, you know. Uh, don't lose heart. Um, maybe give Cheap Show a bell. I, I, just on that subject, I want to address this, but it will be a great way to discover new and interesting people to talk <laughs> to, right? Have you seen Cheap Show's mental fans? <laughs> I don't want to talk to people like that. Keep them at arm's length. Don't live stream for them. No. God. Sorry, well, sorry that's just shaking me, that, Paul. Thanks for your email, James. Um, listeners, if you want to send me an email, um, you can email us at... Uh, what is it again, Listeners, George? if you want to send me an email, what? are you taking the piss? What is, what? I can't remember the email, George. What is it? You don't even know the you don't even know the address. I don't need Mallard to. Mallard thinks you're the best one in the bunch. How bad am I? How am I in denial? How bad am I if if <laughs> Mallard? Can't remember the email. It's, it's, it's crasspodcast at gmail dot com. But if it's just going to be more of this sort of bullshit, then don't bother. We appreciate all your emails. Read all of them. Uh, <laughs> not out on the podcast, obviously, because a lot of them are shit. But we do appreciate you emailing in. Yep. Um... Listeners, I think actually, listeners, if you could send something nice into George, um, I've got to sort of keep him on side. Just throw me a bone every once in a while. Uh, 
See, he agrees. Just, it doesn't have to be genuine. Just make something up. Oh, George, I really like... I really like tube tails. Just send that in. <laughs> Just throw him a bone. Do you know what I actually would like, crass correspondence-wise? This is... I, sound, I still have the angry voice from, from, from Mallard's email. <laughs> but what I would genuinely like, actually, according to our stats, we've got, uh-huh. like, about 300 downloads in California. Which is which is mad to me. I can't imagine why. That is I can't crazy. imagine what? why anyone in California would be listening to this. <laughs> but if there's no. anyone listening in California, please, please email the podcast crasspodcast at gmail dot com, and just explain yourself. Like, what are you doing <laughs> listening to this? Say, You're in. You know. It, I mean, uh, California isn't isn't for me. I've never been. Don't feel like I need to go. But I I, I just can't TV imagine. That the California lifestyle and crass go hand in hand. So no, I can't if you are, if there is anyone in California listening, please get in touch. Genuinely, genuine appeal because I, I just would like to know what you get out of this. Surely it can't be can't Definitely. be much. No, it's very much a sort of rainy, depressing afternoon, like a Tuesday podcast, isn't it, Crass? Yeah, <laughs> we're sticking out at Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend okay, that, starts with crass. That's, maybe that's an error on our part. But I, I mean, do... often the weekend is over by the time crass actually goes well, up. Yeah. But that's, that's not, not the point. Not, don't matter. Don't matter. Once that. it happens, it's all forgotten. Yeah. So don't bring it up, George. <laughs> I'd like to get an email from someone who doesn't know us in real life. Actually, that would yes. be. That's my dream. So no you, disrespect. Well, to those who do know us. <laughs> just. Just give it a rest, okay? I just, I'm not yeah. going to like you more if you do it. I mean, it was nice to hear from Sean. We've not heard from Sean. Well, she didn't while. email in. She just sent you a text, a private text. She just text. sent me, a, yeah, which was nice. That's nice. But she didn't ask to be on the. If you're sort of, if you're emailing our email, you're sort of asking to be read out, aren't you? Basically, yeah. You're sort of asking, yeah. oh, put me in the podcast. Put me in the podcast. Yeah. And that puts us off, quite frankly. It does. It puts um, us off just being your friend in general. Yeah. So, think before you type. But, yeah, <laughs> California, anywhere outside of sort of mainland Britain, I, I want to hear from you, because I'm just curious what you could possibly get out of this. Well, I think it's been at least five minutes since a jingle, so <laughs> shall we have um, one of our more recent features? Uh, shall we have a little crass tomato catch-up, Paul? Yes, let's have a crass tomato catch-up. Crass tomato catch-up, 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 crass tomato catch-up. So, Paul, tell me what crass tomatoes <laughs> you've been catching up on this week. Tomatoes. Well, puree. <laughs> Sun dried. Well, Sun dried. George, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Chopped in a tin. I've actually yep. been quite busy this oh, right, week. Yeah. I don't know if you remember um, way back in series one of this podcast, I did a little mm. cover of I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Yes. I thought, yes, you did. Well, you know, what with the whole COVID 
lockdown thing, I thought, mm. hey ho, why don't I record a charity single of myself singing "I'm Still Standing"? Yeah, uh, put it out for the crass listeners. Maybe try and raise a bit of money, a portion of which will go to charity. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I've been doing that, and then what do you send me, George? Elton John singing "I'm Still Standing" in his garden yeah. for charity. Although um, we were both wrong, weren't we? As were many people in the general public in thinking that the song was called "I'm Still Standing" for so many years. I I thought that it was called "I'm Still Standing." Well, I did as you well. You did as well. It, but its actual title is <laughs> "Am Till Tanding," um, which I only discovered when I heard Elton. Uh, singing yeah, it for yeah. charity this week. Should we have a little blast of Amtil Tandem? I think we should. Just blow the there listeners' minds. Honestly, every it makes me. I literally it makes me laugh every single time I see it. It's annoying yeah. though because he stole my whole gimmick of being really bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, next next thing you know, Mallard will be sending him emails and poaching him for what was it, chat, <laughs> Chatterbox FM or whatever it was, or Garbage FM or whatever bullshit email it was. But um, <laughs> Garbage FM. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's nicked your gimmick, hasn't he? And, and let's face it, you were nicking his gimmick there. By I know, yeah. He sort of I'm Till Tandon, as we now know it's called. Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed though because now I've got yeah. this this track, mm. and I've got I've got nothing to do with it. I mean, I yeah. could could put a little extract on this podcast, I suppose. I mean, you could do that. You've already sung it once, though, mate. But well, um, <laughs> this is a whole new recording, George. Um, ah, okay. I just, just think this fool could ever win Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know, well I'm still standing You just fade away I'm still standing Better than I did Look back to the river I feel like a little kid And I'm still standing After all this time Yes, I mean that's the public has been robbed of that tune now. Yeah, well, I think if now that we've shared that on Crass, though, I think. The public have got something back. I suppose so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not going to do anything for charity. Well, it wasn't going to do much in the more. first place, to be honest. No. What you, what you could do is, now we've put that on the podcast, you could also just donate 50 quid to, like, you know, Medicine Sans Frontier or something like that. Do you mean me? Yeah. Or the listeners? No, you. What do you mean? You. No, I'm not doing that. It's a charity single. Yeah, but I don't know. That doesn't make yeah, But that means everyone else does it, not me. I just do the little bit of work that is involved in playing it and yeah, singing but if it. You, if you're giving it away, and everybody else does the charity. If you're giving shit. it away for free, you ought to do something. Well, 
So I've done the email, song. Email crasspodcast at gmail.com. If you eat. think Paul should donate 50 English pounds to Medicine Sans though. Frontier or some other charity Listeners, that supports email, Frontline. Email in if you think George is just a big specky-eyed tosser. Well, we've already had that email today already, haven't we, from Mallard? <laughs> Completely written me out of history like Stalin would. <laughs> I'm not donating 50 quid to Médecins Sans Frontières. So there you go, Paul, uh, actively not supporting frontline medical staff. Right, Paul, well, I think we'll move on. And I think it's time for you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell him you saw it on the, um, the telly. Well, George, um... Last night I was I couldn't sleep. I think that's something that a lot of people have um, been struggling with yeah. recently. It's a bit of insomnia. Mm. It's about you know two, three in the mm. morning. I was sitting there awake and I thought, I tell you what I'll do. I'll watch mm. a film. Uh, and recently uh, you hitched, hooked, hooked, hitch, hick, hooked, hooked me up with a <laughs> um, a free month of movie. Yes, yes, I did. Listeners, if you want a free uh, trial. Of, for movie, just email in and George might send you a link. Yeah, like, you can get there a you free go, George. That'll boost your boost your numbers. Yep. <laughs> so I've got movie. So there's a bunch of um, well important films on there. Mm-hmm. So I could have watched um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. There's a film on there called Ghost Town Anthology mm-hmm. that looks really good. Uh, Testament of Orpheus yes. could have watched, but in the end, I just watched Incredibles two. Yes, of course you did. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. Have you seen the first Incredibles or indeed Incredibles 2, George? No, I haven't seen either of them. I'd like to. I'm not being, you know, I think you often like to spin this round and and paint me as if I was some sort of child who who only liked Ibsen from the age of four and Chekhov and stuff. But but it's not the case. I just haven't seen the Incredibles or its sequel. Well, I think I was. I've got two points. Annoyingly, I'm going to have to sort of. I'm a, I'm a bit in the dark on one of them. Mm. My first point was, I think, even though it's obviously about superheroes, I think there is a bit of a Bond influence. Yeah. In terms of the style, and there's quite a lot of sort of covert shenanigans going on, mm. and like fancy cars and that. Yeah. Um, that's my first point. My second point is that Elastigirl, the mum, uh, looks like someone out of Paul's Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> I haven't got a problem with that, uh, obviously. I've got, but... I've got to watch it now. <laughs> now he's now he's interested. Mm. Now it's he's the interested. Time, it's the only time I ever will be interested in Paul's Lonely Hearts Club, mate. So those are my thoughts on it. I liked it, yeah. It was fun, Incredibles too. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. That's it. George, why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? Well, uh, this week I uh, watched the ITV uh, three-part drama quiz Based so did I. on the coughing major scandal. So, um, yeah, so do, I think we both remember quite vividly the, the whole Major Ingram coughing scandal from 2001. Well, I don't actually remember <laughs> it happening vividly at the time. But oh, okay. obviously, in uh, the years since, I've kind of okay, got I into do. it and I've watched the documentary and... yeah. There is Stuff a really like brilliant documentary called Major Fraud. Well, it's a it's a good documentary. It's 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 a it's a Tonight Show with Trevor McDonald bog standard bollocks documentary, I suppose. So it's not. It's exciting. It's interesting though because yeah. it is essentially just 
the episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, and you can find that on YouTube. I think they've re-uploaded like the episode, the 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 infamous tape G. I think on, so. On yeah, there as well. But it's worth looking into the actual story of it. Um, this Definitely. drama sought to dramatise the story. So if you don't know anything, uh, a guy goes on on Millionaire and. Um, despite seeming to know absolutely none of the answers, always fluctuates and changes his mind to the right answer at the last minute and ultimately wins the million-pound prize. Um, But the producers suspect him of cheating and a series of coughs coming from the fastest-finger-first area of the the studio uh, seem to correlate with him changing his, his mind. And... Uh, it's a really interesting story. Uh, yeah, The definitely. drama was... Well, let's get into the drama. Um, I thought parts one and two were quite good, generally, overall. I think the performances are absolutely fantastic across all three parts of the drama. What, what, what do you think of that? Um, I would... Well, I was... I, I... I would like to hear your thoughts on part three before I okay. lay my thoughts out. Okay, well, I think one of the things with with the show up to the point, up, up to part three, was that um, it was quite heavy-handed in points with the exposition. It was quite... Characters spoke Agreed, in yeah. ways that, that people wouldn't speak. Like, for yeah. example, there's a scene early on in which the Major's wife is, is taking part in a pub quiz, Diana Ingram is taking part in a pub quiz, and the phone in the pub rings, and she answers it, and she says... Hello, Charles. You know it's me, Diana, in the pub with my brother doing the pub quiz. <laughs> yeah, like, we, yeah. We, we know that. He'll know it that. It was a bit painful. You don't yeah. need to do that. And um, one of the things I also felt generally overall was, and this is maybe a stupid thing to say, but it did feel quite Stephen Frazee. Now, it is directed... Explain, how, explain what you mean by that. Well, it is directed by Stephen Frazee. But... <laughs> yeah, but what do you mean? Obviously, it just felt a little bit too (laughs) frizzy. I don't know, a little bit too kind of surfacey, perhaps. Okay, maybe that's what I mean by it. A bit shallow in terms of the direction. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Um, But we get on to part three, um, which is essentially the courtroom drama Mm. element of the show. So part one was before the show and kind of. Uh, Diana Ingram's experience on the show and her brother's experience on the show before the major goes on it. Uh, part two was the major on the show and mm-hmm. the 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 um, allegations of cheating. Part three was the courtroom stuff. Yes. What a right load of old bollocks that courtroom stuff was oh. in part three, I thought. It was absolute garbage. I think the acting was really good and... Uh, Helen McCrory, who plays the the defence barrister, gave a really great performance. She was very good, yeah. Unfortunately, it was a, it was just a parcel of bollocks, wasn't it? I mean, it essentially we only really saw the defence side of things, which is I think everyone's I, I think I'm familiar enough with the story, and a lot of people watching would have been familiar yeah. enough with the story to know what the allegations and the arguments for them cheating were. But I think, um, yeah, it presented a very flawed defense argument, as if it was absolutely solid fact, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it it presented legal practices that would not happen in real life. There's a brilliant article by a blogger called the Secret Barrister, 
that okay, has a, yes. a list of about 17 points that the show fundamentally got wrong. One of which, uh, the Ingrams being interviewed together by the police. It's a conspiracy. They wouldn't interview them together, would they? No. Why would they? No. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Um, the barrister expressing an interest in representing them wouldn't happen. It's like a, a taxi queue, ba- apparently barristers. I didn't know that, to be honest, but um, no. that's how that works. Uh, a barrister presenting... Uh, at one point, the barrister, the defence barrister presents the Judith Keppel win on tape and says that is an odd that's an odd the coughs there's coughs here and there's coughs there uh but that wouldn't be allowed in a court of law (laughs) in britain at least what's the reason for that not being allowed in a court of law um because this is what i've read on the the blog so i'm I'm obviously no legal expert but are you not no i'm not i believe it you wouldn't (laughs) believe it would you um no the argument would be a a defense barrister's job is to dismantle the evidence presented to the jury not to present their own uh, yeah. evidence that is uh, unrelated to the actual crime in question. I found that a bit odd anyway, because yeah, surely just the the point behind the other tape is that it's the same person, tape yes. G, is that it's the same person coughing repeatedly, mm. whereas in presumably Judith Kepler's tape is just loads of yeah. different people coughing. Yeah, and it's, there's yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. And I just, yeah, I just had a real problem with it. I had mm-hmm. a real problem with it kind of suggesting that they were innocent and maybe wrong. <laughs> now, I don't know. Maybe they were. I mean, I don't understand why Salador would make that up. And the show didn't really present any reason why Salador would accuse them of cheating erroneously. So I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand quite what it was going to do. And I did go back and read... I read somewhere ages ago that John Ronson, who I really like, um, did write an article saying that he wasn't sure if they actually were guilty or not. He did, yeah. Uh, I reread that article, and I think his article makes a lot more... It makes a much sounder case that they might be innocent. He essentially read this Mm. very long essay deconstructing every single piece of evidence and explaining why every... uh, why it was a flawed trial and investigation and all of that. Ronson yeah. himself a- a- attended every day of the trial and said that the that it was pure fantasy that last episode as well. It wasn't particularly oh, accurate. Really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't really correlate with his memory of it, is what he said. I think. Okay. So Paraphrasing this is the it. thing. This is the thing then with me because I, um, I, I have to confess I watched this episode last night. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> because I the first two episodes. Um, I thought they were. I thought they were good when I came away from them, and then mm. after a while of thinking about them, I thought I just have no. They haven't stayed with me at all. Yeah. So in the end, I feel like the first episodes are just okay, mm. and I wonder if that's maybe because I know the actual case quite well. Yeah. So it just felt like going over old ground and not really getting into. Again, the performances are brilliant. Like pretty yeah. much across the board, everyone. I mean, Martin doing Sheen great. as Chris Tarrant is unbelievable, isn't he's, it? Yeah, good old Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah he's great. The guy, um, I've forgotten his name now. The guy playing the the major is it is Matthew really good, McFadden? I is it? Yeah, or? yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, yeah he's really good. good. But everyone's great. There's no, there are no duff performances in it. I don't. Yeah, think. and Helen McCrory is brilliant as the defence yep. barrister, even though I and she's brilliant. Resent every line of dialogue that she had. <laughs> I think she was brilliant with it. Yeah. So I, I came away from the first two episodes thinking, oh, okay, fine. But it's yeah. all stuff I've seen before and it's not particularly... Mm. Like you say, it's theory. 
But yeah. also I felt like the writing was a bit freery as well. Not yeah. that deep. And then I watched the third one and I thought, actually, I'm actually I'm in ve- I'm engaged now because it's stuff that I've never heard about the case before. Yeah. Presuming that it was all accurate. <laughs> now you're telling me that it's not accurate and it's all basically made up. That's yeah. annoying. Because I thought, this is well, actually really engaging, this stuff about the defence. If this is true, then that's kind of... I'm not... I, again, I feel I'm a kind of... Based on gut feeling and looking at those tapes, they are obviously cheating, I think. Yeah. Well, but there just... is no way to prove that, Yeah, which is kind of fascinating. And I liked that that was kind of... Almost what the episode was getting at, that there is no way of proving that they cheated. That is mm. fascinating. Yeah. But knowing think... that to do that, they just made up a load of shit, that's annoying. Well, it's. I think the, the, the whole thing of questioning the legitimacy of the evidence um, yeah. is, is, is actually a valid argument. Who's put hmm. this evidence together? Celador. Oh, definitely, yeah. So they have... And it, it's difficult because... We kind of, we kind of, we understand how editing works. Yeah. From, you know, film school and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And so it's it makes sense that it has, it's not something they've necessarily um, put together to incriminate. It's not manipulated to be no, incriminating. But yeah, you just, it you is make just decisions. isolating certain soundtracks yeah. so you only hear the coughs. Um, I get I'll that. Tell you performance I didn't like, actually. Just going well, back to this. The stage manager woman. Thought she, yeah. was, a bit, thought she was a bit crap. Yeah, she Sorry. Was great, was she? Sorry. No, but like, but... What, what I'm saying is, so it, it makes sense. It's fair to criticise that tape as being produced by the those accusing, accusing yeah, yeah. the defendants of the crime. That's That's valid. But also, it's not like they've artificially added coughs from some sound library to incriminate no. someone it's no. that they've selected that the closest mic to the to Wittuk Tequim Wittuk and yeah. isolated it so yes and no i think i do i have to say that i do like the idea of 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 that angle of the final episode being the defense i think that's an interesting angle yeah. the fact that they that it's not entirely truthful and yeah. that to, to do that, they've made stuff up, and so that there's, I find that frustrating. There's well, this is again, this is according. As I was watching it, I was unsatisfied, but then as I've read into it, it's made me angry. <laughs> um, but I am, I will say, I've read in, I've read this article uh, on the sort of legal inaccuracies of the show. Yeah, and I read uh, a lot of uh, what John Ronson was tweeting. Which was his verdict essentially was that it was very entertaining, but as someone who was there, he thought it was nonsense. Yeah, and this not is, particularly yeah. accurate. So, yeah. So a shame, I think. Ultimately. It is a shame. I, but I'll tell you what, I really, I, I really loved. Um, I really loved the kind of uh, nod to Dennis Potter and the song and dance. Sort yes, of I was. Yeah, I loved that. that was really good, I and think... I loved the sort of ending shot of um, the ending sequence yeah. where he's flicking major is flicking through channels and tarrant appears tarrant saying, well go on tell us did you tarrant was the tarrant was i mean sheen yeah. was the best thing in it i think yeah. and tarrant's kind of whole presence was really good i think the whole, i think it was it was well written i think and it was well structured i think there were some really good yes. decisions made in terms of structure but yeah but it was also shallow and inaccurate 
Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. The first it's well written, for me, but it's, yeah. it's entertainment and entertaining. And, yeah, but... Yeah, that is a shame. That was my... That's my feeling on it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Well, I, I was... I really liked the third one, weirdly, and in, in, there were ways I didn't particularly like it, but I thought the third one was different, and I liked that it was different. And I did yeah. find it engaging in a way that I didn't find the first two that engaging. But no, learning afterwards that it's based on a load of Fallacy. twaddle... Yeah. Then yeah, that's, it that's was, a bit it of a was, shame. And, but separating that, <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> I agree totally. It was a great sort yeah. of final part and a great way to explore that the defence case. It's just a shame. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's a wasted opportunity. But then again, if it was really, really faithful and accurate, it might be quite dull and tedious. Oh, yeah, that's the worry. <laughs> it's just. I suppose it's just people who will have watched it and then gone oh, well I don't know now maybe they were innocent I know yeah that is the Cause thing because what it kind of does it has this defence case for sort of right up to the last five minutes and this passionate speech about why you have to vote on whether or not there's any doubt at all in your mind that they're mm. guilty and then a guilty verdict is returned and in the context of the drama I think audiences are supposed to watch it and think how did how could they return a guilty verdict after that yeah, uh, and but in actuality, it's quite it's quite, quite blatant. plain, <laughs> blatant. It's, quite, that they it's were pretty blatant. Yeah, yeah. I've got issues with the documentary actually as well. I think that there's too much bias in the documentary. Yeah, in, no, in I would parts. agree as well. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's an, it's bravo to them for for painting sort of ITV executives 10 years ago, 20 years ago, as absolute shits. Really, <laughs> yep, it's yep. amazing ITV broadcast this. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, Jesus. Well, bravo. <laughs> it has given me a bit of an idea, though, George. Um, yes. Because I do like the idea of a TV drama based on a game show uh, scandal. So mm. I've thought about maybe pitching to BBC One um, a drama about Christoph Eggheads being voted off Weakest Link. <laughs> Leading up Fam. maybe to his, That's brilliant. I'd to watch his that. turn on the eggheads. I mean, yeah. I've thought about it, and I would have ideally Chris would have been played by Richard Griffiths. Mm. Obviously, he's, <laughs> he's dead. So yeah, no. instead, I've gone for an actor called Ian McNeese. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Vaguely, I don't know. Oh come on, he could pull I'm off no, Chris. I'm not sure, you know. Oh, get away! Well, I've got you. Come up with a better casting for Chris. I don't know if I could. No. Zoe Wanamaker as Anne Robinson. Yes, uh, absolutely. If she says no, uh, I've gone for Ruby Wax. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do it? Do it all in the style of comic strip or something like that. And then obviously uh, CJ Demiri just playing himself. Uh, I imagine him and Chris would have a sort of odd couple like um, vibe. Dynamic, like they could, yeah. they could be flatmates and like live together. Yeah, Chris is always uh, wondering quite why CJ Demuri is leaving the house at three in the morning with a <laughs> rope and a balaclava and a grappling hook. And then he just turns back to his train set and doesn't. He tries not to question it. <laughs> yeah, so that'd that's... be good. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, good. More of those, please. <laughs> On that subject, on the subject of quizzes, uh-huh. uh, I think it's time for things what get on me tits. Gusses. Oh, on this here crass podcast, we do have lots of bits. 
And here's another feature called Things what get on me tits, yeah Things what get on me tits Right, so we're in the lockdown Yep We've, we've got to resort to board games with we the have. family That's what's yeah. happened at this point Tragic. in time And one of those board games uh, that I've been playing this week is Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> Telling me what board games you've been Telling playing. Telling me this what week. board games you've been playing this week. Yeah. Um, Trivial Pursuit from 1992. Fucking hell. An edition that that is older than me. And me That's as well. I've been playing. And you as well. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, there's only a few months between us, so it's not. Didn't really. Presumably need to say about it, but... about like 10, 15 years older than most of our listeners. Yes. <laughs> I'd say so, at least. Um, you know, some of the questions on the cards are things like, which mm-hmm. TV game show is presented by Roy Walker, for example? Now, I know we've got Challenge right. TV. It's catchphrase, by the way. Yeah. Um, I know we've, I know it's I know we've got Challenge TV, so people can still know that answer now. But it's that's from yep. the period when he actually was presenting catchphrase. Um, now, what we had to do, because we're all thick, we had to uh, <laughs> take some of the junior questions and some of the adult questions and kind of shuffle them together so that it's a bit fairer. Because okay, yeah, otherwise yeah. the game, you know, it says eight years and up on the box and that's how long the game lasts if you play with just the adult questions. <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously we mixed it up a bit. I get this question for the Blue Wedge. Okay. For the Blue Wedge, it's a junior question. Right. Just before you read it out, would you say that was a wedge of cheese or a wedge of pie? Well, I would say it was a Trivial Pursuit wedge and don't see it as cheese or mm. pie. But if pushed, I'd go with pie. Honestly, honestly listeners. I'd go with pie if pushed. It's tragic, isn't it? It's just sad, boring. If pushed, pie. Oh, it's just made of plastic. I'm not David Mitchell. What's pie, that voice then. all about there? I don't know. I don't know. Cut that bit. <laughs> right, for the blue wedge. Yep. Kids question. Okay. From 92. Okay. Constantinople is a very long word. Spell it. Do you want me to answer? That was the Do you question. want me to answer the question? Well, no, because I know you'll be aware of what that is. Well, IT, you'll be aware it? of it. It's IT. Yeah, yeah, it's IT. Well, I spelled Constantinople. Oh, That's idiot. what I did. C O N S T A N T I N O P L E. I spelled it correctly. I spelled it quickly. I spelled it promptly. But did I get the blue wedge? No. No. Big big fight between me and my older sister about whether or not I was allowed. My older sister, incidentally, would have been eight years old when this board game came out and therefore the perfect age to know <laughs> that that joke from the playground. Yep. Right? Uh, so we had a big row and in the end I just took a blue wedge out of the box that was spare and just put it in my uh, pie. I wouldn't have given it to you either, George. Yeah. You didn't get the question no, right. Well, you got the question wrong. I did get the no, question. didn't. Well, it's, it Spell can't be it. what am I thinking. And the answer is IT. It doesn't say... Yeah, but say it out loud. Uh, Constantinople, Constantinople is a very, is long, a very, long, word. very long word. Spell, Spell it. it. No, because spell it. No one said spell it. Because you emphasised no it. No one said spell it. No one emphasised it. Plus, how do you emphasise it? It's by, in text uh, this way. This, on a card this okay. In nineteen ninety two. The text would be italicised, and you would say it as such. Constantinople Look. is a very long word. Spell it. Spell it. Spell that's it. That's not. It was. Spell it. It wasn't emphasised. Gemma didn't emphasise it to me when we were playing trivia. Well, that's not. That's, that's her problem. I've livid. I'm still livid. This was days ago, this. It wasn't days ago. Angry. It was longer than that, George, because we did this in the... I'm trying to give the illusion that we the didn't do this last week. The recording that we aborted before. last week. 
It was all right. It was three weeks ago, and I'm still angry. I'm still. Have you just ripped ripped up the card there? Yeah. That's no, no, no need for arse. that. It's vandalism. That, Fucking Abbott. What are they called? Abbott Games or whatever it is. <laughs> Listeners, if you, Abbott, they can stick it up the view. If you agree with me and disagree with George, then just email. don't email in taking his side because then you'll have Phil Mallard or whatever he was called going. <laughs> oh, hi, Paul. George doesn't exist from fucking Adam, and Constantinople is a very long word, and it is spelled it. <laughs> shove it up his bugle. Are you done now? I think so. Yeah, I think Good. so. Things what get on me tits. So long another feature Until we next transmits They're out of my damn system Now those things what got on me tits Yeah, those things what got on me tits Well, on the same sort of... Well, since we're doing features with long jingles... Yeah. um, I've got a little uh, thing that isn't as good as other people think it is. Oh, great. Well, let's crack out the uh, seldom-used jingle for that. Ice skating, craft beer and minions are things that make me sick. Let's have a cheeky moan about some things what aren't as good as other people think. George. Yeah. uh, My thing this week that isn't as good as other people think... Mm. Is uh, ventriloquists. What's that all about? Who thinks ventriloquists are good? What somebody must do because they're still they're still popular. I'm guessing the but only, they're, they're still a thing. The only ventriloquist I I I like, or the only element of ventriloquism I will accept, is Gary uh, <laughs> Harry Hill's son. But that's from not his first that's marriage. not quite the same thing, though, is it? That's almost no, like a parody taken, of ventriloquism. Satirising ventriloquism. Yeah. yeah, I'd say it is absolutely terrible. What is even the point? It's and also the, my main problem is I don't actually have a problem with the creepy dummies. A lot of people do. I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, but my actual problem with it is it's, it's always this, the same boring shtick every yeah. single time. Oh, the puppet. He says things that are all thinking uh, because he's a puppet. Ah, it's always. I, I have that. to take issue with that. When has Orville ever said anything that you, we've all been thinking? Orville doesn't. I wish I could fly. Orville's different. I'll give you that. But I can't. Orville's different. Orville's different. Orville is a rare uh, beast in ventriloquism in that he's got a different gimmick. But what about Cuddles the monkey? He just says whatever anyone's thinking. If Orville was still alive, I'd love to. Kim wings off. Orville is still alive. He just doesn't do any work anymore since his friend. He's retired. It is a shame that you don't see Orville anymore since Keith Harris died. He must have, really must like, have hit him hard. Nice to see him down the shops, isn't it? <laughs> if it? anyone, I'm surprised that like, I mean, I'm surprised the tabloids haven't been out taking photos of Orville while he's <laughs> going to the shops, like they did when Daniela Westbrook's nose fell off. Down in Spa, getting some <laughs> bog rolls. <laughs> yeah, and... with all, and he's all like, he's all dishevelled and that, and he's not washed his hair. I'm surprised. Yeah. Is this? On, I mean, this was supposed to be a things what get me tits, and now we're having a go at Orville. <laughs> It's things that aren't as good as other people think, Paul. So, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. I mean, I've told you before, haven't I? Well, this actually does vaguely tie into camping. I remember I, <laughs> I remember being very young going camping, and at the campsite, uh, my Uncle Tommy and my dad uh, yep. went to the cabaret sort of lounge, 
an hour early to get front row seats for Keith Harris and Orville. <laughs> and they used me as an excuse to do it. I want to do it. George will wanna George will wanna see it. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't I only remember being told that that happened. I remember I remember also being given some of those those joke shop funny glasses that look like yep. milk bottle bottoms. Yeah. Those I got some of those as well, but I don't remember Keith Harris and Orville. But no. what a sad pair of bastards. <laughs> Keith Harris and Orville or your your dad and Uncle Tommy. Uh I'll leave the ambiguity uh up to the audience, actually. Okay. They can decide. So um we all that, know yeah, that was, sad bastards are. That was the things what aren't as good as other people think. Yep. Oasis, Olives and Osman To me they really stink I'm super fucking tired of them They're things what aren't as good As other people think Do you think we'll be getting anyone writing in Defending ventriloquists? Nah Who's that fella? Jeff Dunham Him He's really not funny, is he? He was proper shit He's, Absolute arseholes on toast. I sometimes like to think of Crass like an airline. like, yeah. the, And we've got like a no-fly list of like <laughs> and Jonathan Pye's on there. Jonathan Pye's not uh, there Edmonds is on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think Jeff Dunham is definitely on it. If he came up, and not just because he's got a puppet who's a terrorist, mm. just because he's not, he's an unfunny prick cole. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Uh, did you... Uh... Did you clap for the Queen for her birthday yesterday? No. Yeah, I say yes. I, a few days ago, this obviously no. going out. No, absolutely not. Not no. 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 So, so if you're not sure what happened, I think most most of you probably will be. <coughs> Molly, who's a friend of the podcast, let me know about Ben Fogel. Uh, ben Fogel's on, on the no fly list. He's isn't on the he? no fly list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because he was going to teach his. Uh, his children the importance of parachutes <laughs> by pushing them out of one of our planes without one. But uh, it's yeah, Fogel. Long time fans there. Fogel on Twitter. Uh, his him and his his daughter Iona. Yeah, um, Iona Fogel. Yeah, Iona Fogel. <laughs> How much do you want for it? Uh, him and his daughter <laughs> Iona. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so him and his daughter Iona have put out an appeal on Twitter asking... Well, let's hear a little bit of it. It's the Queen's birthday next week. Let's throw her a birthday she'll never forget. The biggest birthday in the world. We can all make her a card and post it in our windows. And then at 9am next Tuesday, the 21st of April, let's all sing her happy birthday from our windows, balconies, doorsteps and gardens. Let's show her how much we care. Let the song bring cheer and happiness, not just to Her Majesty, but to the whole country. What she said. So I don't know about you, but it was almost like she was reading that off uh, some sort of idiot board yeah. that was being held yeah, up Yeah, it the was camera. a bit like that. And it was as yeah. if they'd sort of asked her to read it in the most irritating, precocious way possible. Yeah. I've, it's almost you know, like Ben Fogel wants his children to be bullied and like shoved into bins, <laughs> giving them stupid names like Iona and Boggle yeah. and... Ludo <laughs> making stupid videos. Oh, talk about how good the Queen is. And I love that he, at the end he caps it off by going, "What she said." Oh. It's like what you wrote, you twat. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's very. It would be very easy to pick on Iona for being stuck up, but I think yep. you know, I think she is stuck up 
but not in the way everyone else thinks. I think she's literally being stuck up by her mom, who's pointing a yeah. you know a broom-handled Mauser at her. She's <laughs> like that. It's for your uh, It looks like they're in some sort of treehouse. So maybe they're planning to do some paratrooper training afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that joke already. So they've got to make their own parachutes. Obviously, you yeah, got to make their them. own parachutes out of lead. Got to teach them so, nail gun safety. <laughs> yeah. Ben Fogel news. <laughs> I want a party with roomfuls of laughter, 10,000 tons of ice cream, and if I don't get the things I am after, I'm going to scream. A Fogel update. I didn't clap. I didn't clap no, for the Queen. No, fuck, fuck the Queen. It said, let's give the Queen a birthday she'll remember. How much longer can she remember it for? Well, happy birthday, Queen, if you're listening. Uh, happy birthday. Hope yeah. you had a good one. Hope you had some jelly and lots of presents and you got your... Um, pissed on gin, probably. Pissed on gin, yeah, probably. I bet she got a fucking Tracy Island. Do you know, why aren't they all as, why aren't they all as good as Princess Anne? I like Princess Anne. Why can't they all... If they were all like Princess Anne, we'd be laughing, wouldn't we? But they're not. No. She's sick. <laughs> can't they all be like Princess Anne? Now, I wrote this segue uh, back when we decided we were going to do camping for one of these episodes. I what mean, do you mean when we the decided? Wheel, it was the when wheel. The wheel. When the wheel selected camping, okay. I thought, oh, brainwave. And this intro came to me. Obviously, we've not really talked about camping. No, funny, uh, funny much. that. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really work anymore. But, well, from pitching tents to pitching TV shows, it's Crash Channel Ferry. <laughs> oh, oh. So, Paul, what was our Crash Channel Ferry topic this week? Well, our topic, our brief was mm. um, pitching. Uh, oh, it's not so much a pitch actually this week. So I've actually it's so that segue is even more segue is even more redundant. It's uh, not the right word. But... Do you know what Millard hit on a, a vital truth about this podcast, <laughs> and I can't handle it. And it's just as it's been going on, I've realised more and more that all all correspondence should just be addressed to Paul. Because what, what do I bring, honestly? Hey, come on, mate! Don't be like that. I'm sure you've got some. Right, come on! I'm sure you got some Wizzo ideas. Yeah, anyway, so the yeah. brief this week was to come up with our ideas of what TV will be like uh, post the COVID uh, pandemic. So when yes. when hopefully all normality returns to normality. It's a good sentence. Mm. Um, Great sentence. Thanks. Uh, this is what TV should, in our minds, be like. Yes. Do you want to go first, George, or shall I, or do you want to flip a coin, or what? I don't mind. Well, I don't know about you. I've got, like, four little suggestions. I haven't worked out specifically what a particular programme could do. I haven't just either, really. Sort of, I've just come up with some general ideas. I've come up with some so... general ideas, but they're all kind of the same theme. Okay. Well, so... I don't know if you want to alternate or... I'll just... Or I'll just... You just do yours first. Okay. So... And, like, it was hard to get Coronation Street out of my mind when doing this. Obviously, uh, okay. we talked about Coronation Street on 
on Crass before during Crass Channel Ferry. Yes. Uh, so in my head, these generally, the first three at least, apply to Coronation Street, but they are general enough that they could be adapted to any particular Good to soap know. or long-running drama series. Okay. So first idea... Uh, everyone comes back off their holidays with suntans, <laughs> straw donkeys, sombreros, berets, etc. Yes, that's, that's I love my it. first idea. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of you going into the offices of ITV or BBC. <laughs> I've had an idea about how you can solve uh, this whole sort of time skip issue you'll have with all the soaps and all the long-running dramas. Just don't all come back of thrills. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Well, thank you very much. That's all right. Um, another suggestion. A leading character, brackets Ken Barlow. Could be someone else if it was a different show, obviously. Mm-hmm. A leading character starts the episode by addressing the camera directly and saying, oh, the last few months have been a bit mad, haven't they? <laughs> and then everything just carries on as normal. I love these. These are brilliant. Um, third third one. Bulldozers are about to destroy the street slash village slash Albert Square slash location of long-running drama. Yep. And some foreman, brackets, played by John Henshaw, <laughs> says, all right, boys, let's get it flattened. But then everyone emerges from their houses perfectly well and tells Henshaw and his merry men to clear off. <laughs> Yeah, another, another, that's, win, another I, that's brilliant idea. That's one of idea. my favourites because I love John Henshaw. <laughs> another really winner. So that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> and this one is this one now is very specific to one particular show. Okay, it's a show. It's a show that hasn't been on air for thirteen years. But let's not let that get in the way. No, no, no. Um, in 1973, Sam Tyler has another car accident <laughs> near where the Mancunian Way is now, and wakes up in 2020. But everyone is ill with COVID-19. <laughs> After eight gripping, mind-bending episodes, Tyler wakes up back in 1973, revealing that the last few months were just made up. Brackets. <laughs> in our reality, essentially, the real world only exists inside the head of a fictional character, which in turn exists as fiction for us, but is in fact reality on a higher level of being, both physically and metaphysically. Yep, I love it. Brilliant. That'd be, that'd be a bit mad, wouldn't it? That happened. <laughs> It would be pretty mad, but I like it. Yeah, well, I think that's a good idea. So those are my suggestions. Some stunning ideas there. The we've, I'm glad we've gone in different directions again. I always slightly worry when we do this feature that we're going to choose do similar or go in yeah. similar directions, but we we haven't this time. I haven't focused on the soaps at all. I've focused ah, more okay. on sort of TV in general and less on fiction and more on um, actual non-fiction. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So um, everyone is going to want to be going out, I think, when this is all over and not watching telly. So I feel like yeah. that we need to counteract this real dip in TV watching viewers um, and we need to keep bums on seats. So I yeah. think we need to go for outrage and scandal above all else. Uh, scintillating viewing you can't get anywhere else. Uh, it's the year of the Sex Olympics, Paul. <laughs> well, yep. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, I think people Let's will... Let's hear it. <laughs> I'll be Leonard Rossiter and you can be <laughs> Paul Austin. <laughs> I think that people will have absolutely had it with all the fucking cheering up feel-good TV. That, I mean, we've yeah. already got that now and I'm already a bit sick of it. Um, so what they'll want is wanking and bleakness. Yeah, so I think Great. we'll want to go in the opposite direction. 
Um, so, firstly, all presenters, newscasters, correspondents, talent show judges, etc., will all appear fully naked. Yeah. At all times. Uh, unpixelated, nude, totally nude. Just nudes, basically. How good is How good will that be? Well, I mean, I know you are quite a fan of uh, Hugh Edwards, Paul. <laughs> Not sexually, I just mean as a, as a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you going to be keeping an eye out for his tackle? <laughs> Obviously, everyone's going to be keeping an <laughs> eye out for everybody's <laughs> tackle. <laughs> That's the whole... Ri- Nobody will be watching for content. They'll be going, oh, so-and-so's on. I want to see what his, his tackle looks like. Oh, I want to see what her bits yeah. look like. I want to see her lady garden. So... Do you know yeah, what I like I mean? you didn't mention anyone specifically there. No, I was careful then. Um, well done. Tactful. I think, though, after a while, the nudity uh, is probably going to get a bit stale. Um, so after a few weeks, all presenters, newscasters, correspondents, talent show judges, etc., will be doing various mm. but incidental activities while on air. So uh, yeah. stuff ranging from erotic to disturbing, uh, e.g. Yeah. Uh, giving and receiving oral sex, uh, having mm. a shit... Or performing an amateur operation like a vasectomy, just live on air <laughs> while they present whilst the news. Do, whilst doing the news. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, George, if I if I get this job, I'll definitely be bringing you in for ideas. I think you, you proved oh, yourself great. on Channel 4. Um, yeah. And if we're looking for filth, I think you're the man. <laughs> so don't worry. You've got a place in this. You've got a job waiting for you. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm kind of very much the, the Leonard Rossiter figure in this. <laughs> Nigel Neal version of the future yep. that you've caught with. <laughs> it's not actually that funny, I've realised. It's more just sort of dark. It, well, it's more uh, just the plot from the year of the second. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eventually, we'll just air straight up celebrity pornography. Yeah. Um, start simple, basic, bog, standard missionary. Mm. Uh, and then gradually getting more hardcore, so anal and like BDSM. And eventually focusing entirely on violent humiliation porn. Mm. Again, not funny, no. but I can see it happening. Mm. Then, and um, when that stops appeasing the masses, we'll just start murdering celebrities live on air. Mm. Um, when we run out of celebrities, we switch to criminals, and when we run out of them, we switch to migrants, etc., etc. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Uh, after that, remake the lost episodes of Dad's Army for the 80th time. And that's my idea for... Uh, how to how to keep TV going after the crisis? So keep looking. Maybe tonight's winners make it to the Olympics. I don't know if I, if there's just a huge disconnect between <laughs> between my what I thought the brief was and what the brief actually was. Because it seems it seems like what you've done is how to how to prevent the lull that will happen when everyone can go to the pub again. And what I've yeah, done yeah. is thought about how TV shows how the how in within TV shows the the issue will be addressed. So it's, both, it's, have I got it fine. wrong, Paul? Or, no, I think they're both valid. They're bo- I think no, they're both I've, valid. I love that we both I've, going I think I've slightly screwed up, to be honest. <laughs> but. No, I no, I think you're right. I think Fuck that's it. that's got to be the way forward. And, uh, Sadly, I mean, it's not not going to be a fun future. I don't think, no. uh, listeners. I think there is going to be a swing towards cruelty and unpleasantness. Yeah. But hey, let's not be grim. You know. No. I mean, I don't. You'll have always have crash. No. Do you think if that was the future? Do you think on here on crass we would kind of? 
be like some sort of resistance? Do you think we'd speak out against it or do you think we'd just go with it? And I don't think Crass will still be going, to be honest. No. I think we'll have They'll run out of steam down. by then. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think we'll be shut. I think we'll have just got bored and run out of steam. Okay. So I don't think we'll be about... One of us... I might, I might be dead. Jesus. It's grim. We're talking about, like, August. What, what do you mean? You... <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about August, but I'm imagining, like, Mad Max. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm picturing. Okay. was crass on camping thank you very much for listening you can email crass podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at the crass podcast paul i believe you are on twitter sir yes i'm on twitter my handle is at bumbledoon that's bumble d-o-o-n bye Yes, how about them? <laughs> oh, sorry, see? <laughs>